What's your favorite scary movie? Welcome to Talking Beans, this is episode 103 of Talking Beans, and today we are talking about scary movie boys it is a classic uh usually of course on the halloween spectacular uh we go straight in for the horrors uh but what's uh what's scarier than comedy that makes no sense i'm just trying to make it work guys uh but i'm scott i'm joined by tom say hello tom hi and uh, we are joined by the returning rob how you doing rob i'm good you good yeah, very good, very good. Very happy to have you back. Of course, we mentioned it already, but we had a bit of a drama uh, trying to uh, last minute get this podcast together, this spectacular together. Uh, but we'll do good now. And uh, of course, uh, you, you would have listened to our Halloween special, we hope anyway. Uh, uh, but now it's time to talk about films again. And again, it's, it's been a while, boy. It's been a while since all three of us have been together to do a podcast, but it's been a while uh, since we've had a talk of beans anyway. So yeah, very happy to be back. Uh, and today, of course, we're going to be talking about uh, the classic uh, that is scary movie, and of course, it isn't a traditional horror film. Uh, but there are come some kind of some spooky bits, even if they are funny. Uh, and we'll be touching on, of course, the films that they reference as well. So it's great to have pod pod <laughs> pod on the rub. It's great to have Rob on the pods, uh, especially yep. considering uh, that he uh, is, of course, a big Scream fan, and you'll notice from uh, him previously being on Halloween specials as well. Um, so, how how are you boys feeling? I uh well I'm interested to find out um what spooky bits you think there are in scary movie, mate. Well they use <laughs> Halloween traits is what I'm saying. They're supposed to be spooky you, normal films. They're not scary. No, but the stuff that happens in it, you know, although there's a comedic approach to them, they're copying films that when those exact same things happen but just filmed in a different way are scary. Yeah, I mean it. It takes a scary premise and turns it into comedy. Exactly. And I think the way it's done can be a bit terrifying, especially with some of the CGI and effects they use. That was, oh, gosh. I mean, it's scary to watch, isn't it? Yeah, good point, good point. <laughs> I'm already impressed, Rob, with how much you remember. Because, uh, again, we were doing a prep for this, and it wasn't supposed to be Rob on this pod. Then he stepped in like the superhero that he is. Um, okay. And he's kind of going to be going off a of memory here. So don't let that uh, ruin your enjoyment as a listener. If anything, it's probably going to be funnier. Uh, but already I'm <laughs> impressed with how much you remember. Because I hadn't seen this film for years, and... And although I remembered those clips that you CGI, I didn't remember how hit and miss the CGI was. And again, mm-hmm. I know this isn't supposed to be like a superstar, five-star horror film. Um, and it wasn't released last year. It was released, of course, 22 years ago, was it now? Did it come in 2000? Um, or around yeah, yeah. there, at least? My yeah, 2000. Old. That makes you feel um, really old. Yeah, it really does. But yeah, um, so interesting that you do remember those kind of notes to it uh me and me and uh tom would have watched it more recently but um yeah it's going to be interesting going through it and seeing uh everyone's recollection of it especially yours rob seeing as you haven't watched it mm. recently so tom first uh <laughs> first vibes to you on this film and and kind of memories growing up for this film because i think this is a big one for all of us growing up right what i find scariest is that we all found this really funny at one point i'm just getting out there <laughs> <I'm>, hey, <laughs> I'm going to say, Tom, I still found it very funny. I did. I, there were, there things were, that I there The things that I did find funny changed as much. You know, the levels of humor I found in certain things. But I still think it's yeah. a very fun, it is a very funny film still. So, some, some of it made, made me lull. Um, I, I think That's all you want in a comedy, mate. I just, it's all I want in life, mate. Um, <laughs> I think it would have been more enjoyable and I watched it with you boys together. Uh, I think that's the way you've got to watch it. Did this. you watch it alone? I watched it alone on Monday morning with the sun shining. Oh, okay. See, I watched it. Oh, I can't say gal them anymore. And I'm not in the wife them thing. I'd say fiance them. Um, I watched with, <laughs> uh, and we had a right giggle together. So yeah, I, I get what you mean. Probably sitting with someone else watching it will make a difference. And the three of us in kind of the right conditions as well. Uh, but yeah, I really you got enjoyed it. You did not you? Very you silly. Got, you got to be in a silly mood. Yeah, you got to be in a silly mood. You got to be in a silly mood. But I wasn't. Monday morning, who's in a silly mood? It's a very stressful mood Monday Depends. morning. Um, as you said, I am going in very blind to this. I do remember quite a lot because I watched it when I, a lot when I was younger. Um, I think the last time I watched it was about three years ago. So, um, mm, that's not bad <laughs> for me. It no, would have been, I don't know when I last saw it six, seven, 
Yeah, I do remember this one more than the rest of the franchise, though. I think because this was the so iconic one. See, I remember a lot of two. I kept thinking, how does one open? Because I remember two opens with the piano and the, uh, <laughs> the exorcist. exorcist stuff, yeah. A little giggle there from Rob. See, <laughs> number two is really good as well. Uh, for me, one and two, great. I like the third one as well, I've got to say. And then after that, I never watched them. Um, yeah. But yeah, one and two, so good. But uh, yeah, like you say, I'm sure certain things, even if I didn't watch the film, I'm looking back at my notes here. I think a lot of these would have stayed in my mind anyway. Uh, but we'll get into it, which is why it's good having you on, Rob, is because the confusion between the plot between this and the things that are actually parodies, like how close is it? And I remember when we did the screen pod, we were like, is that more of a scary movie thing? Or was that from this more like? <laughs> so yeah, interesting to get into that as well. The, um I remember most of that, this film. The only one that I, I remember uh, to some extent is the one where they're in a castle. And I only remember that because don't you say that I'm like a character from that one, Scott? <laughs> That's number two. I don't know who I say you're like. Probably you should be the butler. Yeah, the butler. With one hand, right? <laughs> Why did I say that? You must have said I something. Know, you're rude. I don't feel like your general vibe is the butler. I probably, there was probably <laughs> something you said or did where I was like, oh, you remind me of Take My Strong Hat. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the wrong film, guys. We've got to talk about the first one before we get to the second. Um, first thing that made me laugh, I just, yeah. very early on, uh, was the reveal of Prince in the garden. Oh yeah, of course. Because <laughs> the thing is, they're referring to uh, Dennis Rodman at the time. Surely, hinting towards that at least. And that's um, just the first kind of thing. Is like how many things are very of its time i don't think in a, in a bad way but then again this is coming from someone who grew up with that kind of pop culture around them and stuff like that maybe someone who watched it for the first time now might not even get the prince kind of uh reference like who that guy's supposed to be you know so you know it's scary getting old you know and scary being young and understanding the previous generation but some people will like it i think us us lot will probably people you know it depends on your parents and stuff like that but you grow up with a bit of a uh, you know at least for the 20 years before you're born i think um is kind of generally how it goes pop culture wise like i knew enough about abba and michael jackson do you know what i mean like but you know, Michael might have been around banging out hits when I was a kid, but it was more about holding on to trees and uh, loving people than it was about spooky thriller dances by the time we were growing up. So, you know, it's you do kind of go back to the previous generation. So I do wonder how many of these kind of things will be uh, kind of stuff that the next generation would understand. But for someone that did grow up in this time, I really did appreciate a lot of the, um, the kind of uh, cultural references at the time. Well, I, I understood more now because when uh, you get older, Electra, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, when um, when it's revealed to be Prince, and she, I think she says, "That's not my boyfriend," but I've slept with him a couple of times because mm. that's true. Yeah, you get that. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, you didn't know the reference when I was younger. And what a great sport as well, Carmen Electra was as well, because I think um, what I really liked. So it set the tone straight away. It was just like the scene from Scream, but it was much faster. So this is what I think they do really well in this film. They they pretty much copy the scenes. And perfectly turn them into comedies, you know, like it's very well done. Now, Scream's an interesting one anyway, and we'll touch on this more, I'm sure, because Scream, you know, of course, was paying homage to, you know, other slasher films as well. So this is a parody of an homage to a genre, you know, so it's quite interesting in that sense. Uh, but I, yeah, I think she was a great sport. I mean, simply like taking mick out of herself and playing the ditzy character you know the funny bit where she doesn't know which way to turn and stuff like that and there's the sign you know run to your death sort of thing but simply down to her having a breast implant pulled out (laughs) you know like just drawing attention to things like that i think yeah great sport man i think she did really well yeah also I think, like you say, throughout the whole Tom's thing. on the snacks already. All right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of professionalism, please. <laughs> these, these aren't as much Starburst. Remember. Starburst. Oh, what? Well, they've fallen off, have they, in recent An- years? Another thing that Steve-O probably hasn't tried. Well, there we go. <laughs> uh, I'm just having my Halloween candy, guys. <laughs> uh, the, uh, yeah, the references to Scream all through it, like the shots of the school and like that. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um but yeah, in the beginning, the, uh, the, thing, the other thing that did make me laugh was the size of the popcorn. Just a little. Oh, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, any yeah, other that... thoughts in the opener, Rob? Yeah, so I think, obviously, we, I think the idea is the whole, the way they've set it is the whole film is, it's a loosely based version of Scream, the whole, mm. throughout the whole story. Yeah. Then they throw all the other, like, 
horror film genres and stuff in. Yeah. And it's the way they've done that and reincorporated, which I really enjoy. But that mm. opening scene is probably one of the best opening scenes, I think, to any film. Yeah, because it's um, straight to the point. It sets the tone. Yeah. It gets you straight in, especially if you're at the time and you, and you do recognize Carmen Electra. Uh, that's another kind of thing. Oh, a big star straight away, like a big name in Hollywood at the time. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic opener. And like, I know it's weird. It's always weird when we review comedies because we, we like to think of ourselves as, uh, you know, a bit of a fun podcast anyway. So trying to be funny about a funny film is, is kind of a challenge. It might not sound like it is, but it kind of is. It's easier for us to laugh about someone looking like Joe Pesci in, in Poltergeist, for example, when they're not Joe Pesci. You know, like things like that are easier to, to talk about. But um, saying that, uh, so it's weird kind of judging. And it's also weird judging comedy films by other standards because you're like, oh, they set the characters in a tone really well. But like yeah. this film does it really well. Like, And my next point is we meet all the characters. And like they perfectly introduce like and it is the stereotypical characters that are playing off of parodies and stuff like that. But like they're still really portrayed really, really well. You know what each character is very early on and they're very funny in how they do it. You know, even between the, you know, kind of the cattiness between the girls and stuff like that. Very early on, uh, you know, you've got the jock guy you got and then Shorty introduced straight away and going on TV, who, by the way, is the greatest character in this entire franchise without a doubt yeah, but 100%. yeah i just even the introduction to the characters for me is, is a really fun scene yeah uh before we move on sorry he, one of my favorite lines from this film uh, is right at the beginning actually in the opening scene it says i want to see what your insides look like and then we <laughs> reply off turn to page 54 oh <laughs> uh, uh, so choked to my drink there but yeah i remember yeah Oh, that's great. That is, Which is it's very funny. Very well great done. Because as, when you're older, you appreciate yeah. that joke in yeah. a different light. And that's again, that is her. Like she was doing these kind of, uh, yeah. you know, shoots at the time. I don't know if she went that deep into it, uh, but she was, you know, quite, yeah, of course, right. a, a, a model. <laughs> she was a pun. model. She's play, you know what I mean? So she's <laughs> playing up to that. She's playing up to her relationships. Again, I'm picking up Carmen Electra a lot here. But yeah, I thought I thought it was a great opener. And again, meeting all the characters. Fantastic. Big fans of Carmen Electra on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we should just start the Carmen Electra Appreciation Society podcast. <laughs> I um I do like it. This ties into that. I do like it when there's any scene of Ghostface just killing, just being a human. Yeah, yeah. oh, they are the best scenes. And the fa- all right, so we're jumping all over the place here, of course, with, with the with the story. But I think one of my favorites, the two the two best examples of that are the was that. Number one, yep. which you know, I always want to bring back, and every time I see they add all this film again, I want to bring it back. But the fact that they change his facial expressions on the mask every time it comes back to him is honestly, it might be a cheap laugh, but it's one of the funniest things in the film. And when they do the same thing when he's getting higher later on, I'm getting excited just talking about it. I just think it's so funny. Um, I hope the people listening have seen the film because <laughs> you'll know what we're talking they about. They must have done. You got it, you got it, you got it. I know some people might come here just to listen to us chat to a, about a film they're not even interested in. But if that is the case, go back and watch this film because it is, um, man, it, there are some really good bits, especially uh, with, with Ghostface. Mm-hmm. I am um, going back to the introduction of the stereotypical characters. I do like the creepy boyfriend especially very early on and then the little uh dawson's creek gag that made me chuckle oh James yeah great. that's yeah. great coming through the window, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you cut out there i heard some sort of song what was that <laughs> <laughs> we only heard one note tom can you give us some more <laughs> <laughs> okay firstly we're still not getting a lot and you're singing it kind of strangely i gotta say and secondly it's cut out even more so i think it's just added to it perfectly whatever that was fantastic might have to be the intro for the pod <laughs> just just imagine the dawson's creek theme sung oh. perfectly oh okay okay <laughs> now i'll get you um yeah no I, I thought that was a great little again kind of of its time uh, but you know he that guy's become a meme in recent years. So people should at uh, least James Vanderbeek rec- recognize his, his face. So there's that at least. Um, the, the, so the strange one with this is you know of course we're talking spoilers, but we're kind of awkwardly talking spoilers about other films. Now, have you seen all the films that are referenced in this? Yeah, and yeah, I can't. I so. One of them I don't want to mention just in case because if I say what it is, people will then get <clears> it. Because I hadn't seen a film. I, see I'm trying to tiptoe here because it's like as much as I'm okay spoiling the scream I'm not okay spoiling one of the films in this because there's a big twist in a film that they reference in this oh. right 
And I hadn't seen that film as a kid. Now, thankfully, I forgot all about it. Right. But I have now seen that film, and that twist is incredible in that film. And the fact that they parody it in this is fantastic as well. But I'll leave it there just in case anyone hasn't seen it. I don't want to say where it happens in the film or anything like that. But I think uh, for the other ones, uh, the ones that are obvious because they were kind of known at the time, uh, you know, it was clear uh, a parody of, you know, Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. I don't think I've seen I Know What You Did Last Summer. I think what? even if I think about that film, I think I'm more thinking about Scary Movie than I am whatever it is, the, the premise of it. I think I know it because of this. And again, that's where a lot of the screen confusion comes from. I think from maybe people of our generation growing up and watching these films. These films come out when we were, what? You know, the, the screen, you know, we would have been on our late kind of, I don't know, what do you call your childhood? I was going to say, what's before teens? <laughs> Pre-teens, what's before that? Childhood. I yeah. don't know what I'm saying. My point I is, was... screen come out in 96, right? Yeah. So between 96 and so the first screen film to let's say the third scary movie, uh, we are going between the ages of 17 and 13, 14 here. Right. So um, we're kind of like learning these things at the exact same time at a very young age. It's kind of hard to differentiate some of this stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I'm just trying to, because I'll forget this bit unless I don't bring it up now. Go on. You know, when um, just talked about the other films, you know, when Shannon Elizabeth is being killed, what film is that parodied from? Is that from I Know What You Did Last Summer? Uh, what? How, when, how did she get killed? Oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot you can't see it. Um, <laughs> no, you, is this when uh, they chop it? They, they, oh, like, I'm supposed to... Yeah, I feel, I feel like there's definitely a scene, like a scene... I don't know, it's bringing back memories, but I don't know if I was just thinking a scary movie. That's what, that's like, what I'm is, is that when she said... Is, is it when she gets her head cut off and he throws her in the bin? Yeah, that's one. Yeah, it's loosely based. That's on Scream. Do you remember when Tatum goes in and she goes, oh, am I supposed to Scream now? When yeah, she's see, it does happen, it, but they just he, really play up to it. That's what that. I mean. Because Scream okay. is... I did, we did, you know, go back and we listen to our Scream episode. Scream is funny at times, and it is not a parody, but an homage. So, like, they kind of do similar things. So this really just expands on what Scream already is, you know? So it's quite... Like, they kind of turn it up to, you know, 11, as they say. You know, it's kind of like that. So that bit, but going back to that scene, though, the bit where she says, I'm supposed to break my leg, and they show that. Oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> but then we have the same sort of thing. They had the exact, and in Scream, you know, where the girl gets stuck in the, um, in the, in the garage door, you know, like, they do the same thing, but in this, of course, they, you know, they make her, her weight as to be part of it, but that's not really like the exact same thing happens in the screen. Um, but in the test, they turn it into a comedy. So it, that's what I mean about like, you can have the same scene, but change the dynamics in it. And suddenly it's, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Well, supposed I, uh, to be funny. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, we've mentioned him already, but the introduction of shorty, uh, <laughs> on team, on the live interview. I, well, yeah. So every, I, I feel like I should hate Shorty, but I can't. I love him. He's, <laughs> he's a lovable. He's, he's a lovable guy. His laugh is great. And then, as you say, yeah, the uh, the interview on TV where it goes through all the different news crews, and then you've got the black TV crew, and they're like, white folks are being killed. We're out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed, like, so much uh, again the references to like even that the news crew stuff is just all about scream um but also yeah shorty's character the introduction like you say his laugh his his mannerisms his kind of his you know his lovable kind of side as well you know he's i mean yeah you know spoiler alert a lot of these people die you know they end up coming back anyway um in the sequel uh we do get shorty back which is great because i think to carry on this sequel this series without him would have been a, a crying shame which it's true when you see what happens when they get rid of the Wayans brothers uh, later on uh, as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They, well, they're not in the third one. I don't know. I, I, no. I think yeah. they wrote the first two, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the right. closest you get to it is the parody that they did of Paranormal Activity. I can't even remember what that was called, but that was quite good. It was kind of like they're doing another just... horror parody now. Oh, that was just Marlon, wasn't it? I thought they were both in it. Or maybe it was just him and that they both wrote. But yeah, anyway, great family. Um, Tannity family. I, I, 
fan of so much that they do, even in even their kind of serious stuff as well. But as, as comedic writers, they're they're fantastic. But yeah, Shorty's a great character. Ray's a good character as well. Uh, obviously, in this, <laughs> the the whole joke for the whole thing is that he's in denial. He's, he appears to be in denial that he's gay, but then at the end he really doubles down on it. And he's like, no, actually I'm not when it gets revealed that Cindy's boyfriend is. So uh, he does a little switcheroo there. Um, I know this is a, a, could be a sensitive thing uh, these days, you know, back then it would have been a lot of jokes that are definitely not called for um, in hindsight, I think. Um, but I think the joke here isn't ha ha he's gay, which I'm sure a lot of people would have taken it as don't get me wrong. Um, and you could argue that is where it fuels kind of negative things. Um, but the joke here is that the character doesn't realize or is in a, is in denial. And the things he does within that are, you know, they, they are funny yeah. scenes where he's trying to like, he's, you know, he calls out his, his, his American football uh, colleagues names and stuff like that when he's with his girlfriend. Cause it's, was it Brandon instead of Brenda? So they do, a, you know, clever mm-hmm. slip of the tongue. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things for her, but what, yeah. What do you guys think of that character? Yeah, I yeah, I I was asking the same question, and I found some of it hit and miss. But then I think the joke, and not to get too deep, or this is the joke, mm. but the joke I think is he's playing on that stereotype. Any of these films of where the jock is normally so alpha, and I think he's playing on that. Yeah, having said it, it was a bit hit and miss. But the the especially the one that did make me laugh was um, when he's arguing with. Uh, Ray or someone, I think, and then he just throws out the comment of, you want to get fun naked and wrestle? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think they play well. I'm, I'm surprised how well, and some people might disagree, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'm surprised how well they do to kind of walk that line and not go too far into it in a way that, uh, again, I think there's a lot of things at the time where people already look back and go, ah, right, I can see that the character's meant to be an idiot or the character's meant to be wrong. That is joke we're in on that joke uh but then they still do something that's like cross the line do you know what i mean so uh i was surprised because as soon as that character came up again i was like oh no is this am i gonna cringe through this film every yeah. time he comes up but um i was i was surprised how kind of well they handled it and kind of mm-hmm. for me at least the way i took it is that the joke is that he's in denial and he kind of wants to just every opportunity he can kind of you know get get freaky he's... with someone you know yeah i, I... <laughs> So I enjoy his character is strange because you want to enjoy it for the time. But nowadays it's, it's more, you look at it in a different light, obviously mm. the way things have changed and stuff, which with, you know, 21st century and things like that. I, I would imagine that it's written in the sense that, yeah, like, like you said, Tom, it's kind of like a parody on the characters at the time. Uh, and also just kind of um, the joke is that we're all kind of, following his journey and he doesn't quite believe it but uh yeah into so the reveal and i don't know if he's actually meant to not be gay at the end or whether he's just still in denial still in denial re- yeah but for the reveal to him to turn around after all that and for his mates to expect them to be in a same-sex relationship yeah and for, him, for their whole point to be that and for him to go i'm not gay um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it seems like he's about to say it but then yeah but uh yeah, so that was well played as well. But anyway, let's uh, let's move on. again. When we talk about these films on these times, especially comedies, um, you know, we've got we got to kind of touch on these things. It'd be wrong not to, I think. So, um, but I mean, I th- we touched on them when we did Ghostbusters. It's problematic. Uh, yeah, exactly. But it's about walking that line and being like, what was the intention of the character and of the writers here? And is the character one we're supposed to hate? You know, like or like if they're doing certain things that are like it's like uh, you know what American History X. You know, if you come out of that thinking that, uh, you know, the main guy is cool, then you're, um, you're, and I'm sure there are people that did that, then you are going down the wrong path in life, my friends. But if you come out of getting that, oh, that guy was wrong, what he was doing, you know, and they emphasize those things to make you realize that guy is wrong, then that is actually what you're supposed to be. They shouldn't shy away from what that character did because that's the story that they're telling. Uh, but anyway, that's, uh, that's another pod for another time. Uh, but hey, uh, let's get back to uh, I guess some of the more uh, light-hearted stuff. Um, my one of my favorite lines you mentioned it earlier, Rob. Uh, favorite lines. One of my favorite lines is when they do run over that guy, and it's funny that he's fallen. He gets back up, they're arguing, then he throws the drink, he hits him on the head, and stuff like that. But the the bit before it, when they find the boot, and that jock guy just goes, "Where's the foot?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know 
know why it makes me laugh. Like just the delivery of the line, the panic, because <laughs> he's so he's so tense anyway. Like he's such a strange character. He's so intense. Um, but like, where's the foot? Which of course is like, where's the foot on the body? But the fact he's just asking for a foot, not a body, just makes me laugh as well. So yeah, really enjoyed that scene as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you said you've never seen. I know what you did last summer, mm. right? I don't. Oh, think so that. I'm not sure. So that plays into that when it's the the idea is they're all drunk, they they killed a guy, and then they bury his body, and then spoiler alert, he comes back um, mm. to basically avenge them. Oh, okay. um, definitely not seen it then because I only get that from this film. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, think. Um, and they'll get a little pop out of this. But when my mum and dad watched, I know what we did last summer. Mm. Um, I wasn't fussed enough about horror films then. They were watching it. Uh, and they had the lights off. They were watching it. It was quite late of an evening. I come downstairs to get a drink. And I used to jump down the bottom part of the stairs. Like the last floor. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. And I had Classic kid move that. Yeah, yeah. So I jumped down and scared the hell out of them. And literally, popcorn went flying. So um, <laughs> I caused a jump, literally a jump scare. Um, oh, mate. That's probably what <laughs> turned you in. I was going to say turned you on to, but I didn't mean turned you on. Um, <laughs> turned you on to, um, I'll say anyway, uh, horror movies, because you thought, you know what? This idea of scaring someone's quite fun. Yeah. And we spoke about that loosely last year when I was screaming, scared everyone on them. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah. You there you go. Um, but yeah, so that's obviously, that scene is based on, I know what we did last summer. Yeah. Um, it's a shame, though, that we don't see that guy come back. Obviously, I would have liked to have seen that bit happen where he comes back for whatever yeah, reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I do enjoy it, though, especially the where's the foot. And then obviously they're all saying like they, they've got to kill him and wrap him up and all that. <laughs> sort. It's just madness. It, it's such a mess. And the way they do it, it, it makes it look like a mess. It's done so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got a quote that says I enjoyed the run bit. I don't know what that is. Oh, it might be um, uh, Cindy runs really dramatically in the school because I put that, that down yeah. as well. She has a really stupid run. I wish she cries. It's, it's so yeah. funny. Cindy, by the way, uh, Anna Ferris, she's fantastic in this film. Yeah, I think she, she plays a great role. She's great in all of uh, I think she's in the first three. I don't know if she pops up again after that. I think some of them they try to do that with, but she's really good. Um what I really like about this as well is the similarity in the names for the films they are referring to. So, because she's Cindy, which is close to Sydney, uh, and Doofy, of course, is, is he, what is he in Scream? Dewey. Dewey, that's it. Dewey, yeah. Yeah, so, and, but I think when we did the Scream one, I was, like, confused about the portrayal of both characters. And even when Doofy showed up in this, I was like, is that, is that the same actor? And then I was like, oh, no, no, it's not, it's not, <laughs> For a split second, I was like, flipping heck, he replies the role, the role doing the parody of it quite quickly, because you do see some actors do that. Um, so yeah, I thought it was David Arquette, but then I realised quickly it wasn't. No, no. <laughs> That's it. Doofy turns into a right little hottie at the end. <laughs> he does, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what, as well, with um, with Doofy, so is in Scream, is Dewey Sydney's brother? Or is it her friend's brother, like it is in this? It's, it's Tatum's brother. So it is the same sort of thing in this, then, mm-hmm. yeah? Because I, I kept yeah. thinking, he was, yeah, okay, that was it, yeah. But even that, the, the portrayal of, of those characters being quite similar, uh, but they really amp it up. I mean, a scene that used to get, uh, you know, again, talking about watching this really young, uh, a scene that really kind of made a lot of people with my school laugh uh, and do impressions of was the, I told you not to disturb me when I'm cleaning my room, um, which, by the way, Hey, people get their kicks in interesting ways, but if you did that, my goodness, the pain. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, Max, we didn't do it. No. <laughs> That's why I said, can you imagine? I'm not saying uh, I didn't do it. It seems like you know, mate. I'm just saying. No, I don't know. I'm saying, oh, that's, why are you trying to drop me in it? Like, a, No, that's not what I said. And you know it's not. All right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a scene that uh, everyone kind of uh, liked uh, in school, I remember. Uh, but also... Obviously, with that character, they play it up even further uh, than the one in Scream. I guess this is, again, not to get too serious. This way, you could get a bit problematic with things as well. Um, when you make fun of things like that uh, in a certain light, um, you know, a character being a certain way and certain traits can be funny. Uh, but the, I think the problematic part for me, just to get this out of the way, of course, is where uh, her, his sister isn't very considerate and compassionate about him, uh, which you can get as a character anyway, uh, but she uses a certain term that definitely isn't really up there in the okay 
part of uh, vocab these days. But um, yeah, with that out of the way, again, they kind of just, again, turn this character up to 11. Um, and, uh, you know, he's a funny character still. He does say some funny lines and stuff like that. Um, going back to where he works, of course, for the police and stuff like that, uh, the policeman, <laughs> the scene where he shows off his photos, uh, just straight face being like, okay yeah all right she's like i'm sorry i can't be any help and then he's just like let me just try this one again they're obviously touching on the typical thing uh where the police will show the victim is this it and then going oh try this photo again are you sure and she, i'm sorry i can't be any help to you as if they're just showing uh one of the possible perpetrators again uh, and then she's just going no 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 well thanks for your help i just thought that scene was so well done <laughs> the um I'll chat the we've seen him before, haven't we? Is he in Ghostbusters? He's in um he's in Ghostbusters 2. And he's in Home Alone. I can't he's remember. He's one of those faces that just used to pop he in loads of films. Uh let's have a look. Scary movie cop. Uh no, not Dewey. Doofy, even. The sheriff. Uh is played by Kurt Fuller. And this is where we're going to find about 15 films of it. Uh, oh, he's in, no, he's in, he's in Wayne's World. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All oh, right. Right. Let's have a look. What's he in? He's in movies. No Hos Bard. Um, Wayne's World. Duh, 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 duh. Ghostbusters 2. Yep. Anger Management. Uh, what else? Any kind of one shouting out to me? Scary movie, of course. Um, yeah, there we go. Oh, and he's in superhero movies. Speaking of kind of that parody genre that uh, mm. continues to pick up, especially, you know, about, yeah, six, seven years after this, the parody genre goes mad. Yeah. Um, and, and the kind of themed genre as well, but ended up in specific like Valentine's Day movies and, and uh, you know, office parties and all this kind of stuff. But um, yeah, anyway, um, yeah, really enjoyed his character and performance. I thought it was very well done. Um Oh, a great one to me. I, I just realized is Buffy, obviously the friend. You do you think the name Buffy is because it's very 90s at the time and of the show Buffy as well? Do you think that's why she's got that name? Go on, go two, on, Rob. Uh, yeah, there's two reasons. Obviously, one Buffy for the 90s. And obviously, it was quite a big hit thing at the moment. Mm. Um, but the second one, Sarah Michelle Gellar is in it. She plays Casey Cooper. In what? In, she's in Scream 2. Oh, right. Okay. So oh, Buffy okay, Gellar. Okay. But, but, oh, yeah, Scream Ah, like, uh, okay. So there's a okay, triple kind of reason there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, obviously, I'm getting on to her scene where she's <laughs> acting um, and screaming because her boyfriend's being killed. And they're like, oh, those are great. And I love how they just keep going back to people in the audience really praising her. Uh, and then, of course, the biggest part of that gag is where she realizes she's won and she doesn't care anymore, which is a, a hilarious reveal. This is another one where I'm starting to think, hold on, is this. Um, is this something I saw in Scream? I'm again, I'm forgetting again. Like, did they do that in Scream, or is this a scary movie thing? No, they don't do that in Scream. Um, this is where the confusion comes in because I'm like, that would actually work so well as a horror in a horror film. Is that not I'll happened? Is that not oh, happened? You mean on the um, like the beauty pageant? Yeah, the beauty pageant. That's in um, I know what you did last summer. I think. I got. Yeah. It's been ages since maybe I've I have seen that. seen that. See, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's the yeah, problem yeah. with this film. It's yeah, confused that's a, me. A, yeah, that is a bit, I think. Well, if it's yeah, not, it, it needs to be. Well, that's a Sarah Michelle Gellar bit. Oh, and her being so. called Buffy. Yeah, there we go. But that's a great scene, even, even if it is parodying something. I thought it was so mm-hmm. well done. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, there was <laughs> there was a bit where I was, I was just kind of going through. Um, Ray dies twice. Uh, yeah, of. yeah, because he, and he has a plaster <laughs> on his ear, of course. That bit, okay, yeah, first of all, that bit to see that come through the glory hole is, is horrifying. Like, that brings back bad memories to me just because I was so young. <laughs> wait, 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 what? Say that because, because, <laughs> I was I about know, to say I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying I have a glory hole experience. I'm saying I have experience of watching this film uh, and as, as a youngster and seeing something depicted that vividly horrified me as a young as a young boy um because i was like what is that um but then when it actually kills him is is a funny scene but then the cgi goes quite bad there uh while we're quickly on it as well um 
No, actually, we'll mention it later on because it's in there quite a, a funny scene I do want to talk about. But um, yeah, of course, he dies like that, but then he has the, pl- <laughs> he has the plaster on his ear and he's back. Um, but yeah, there's a few that, things like that. that. So that's a reference from Scream 2. Mm. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Scream 2. No, he hasn't seen Scream 2. Ah. To be fair, though, it's not, it's not a spoiler, is it? it but it is now, it's stand. done. <laughs> Uh, uh, I mean that doesn't exactly happen like that. No, no. So, oh, so you don't. Oh, it's not a glory hole, huh? No, right. it's not. The, basically, in Scream Two, the guy. You said it's not a spoiler. Now you're giving me a spoiler. All right. So yeah, but it doesn't affect the run of the film. It's okay. just a death. And the someone dies. Oh. Getting something through their ears into their brain at least. I, I think I might have. I must have mentioned it because that that part in Scream Two like makes me still. It terrified you about, about going to the well, cinema? Yeah. Cinema. Yeah, I think I've hinted at it before. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Um, That's probably I'm... one of my favorite scenes, though, you know, when they're in the cinema and she just keeps shouting at the screen and then they all start killing her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a... That's where they I'm are at the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is funny. That is funny. And she comes back as well. So, yeah. um, uh, what, one bit I really enjoyed from this, and it just kind of maybe crave more, is the reference to Michael Myers when she's in the school and looks out the window. Um, and uh, Ghostface just runs and hides behind the thing because, of course, Laurie does the exact same thing in Halloween. Uh, if you're interested, by the way, me and Rob did a watch along recently uh, where we basically did a podcast while watching the film, so it's kind of like a running commentary uh, of Halloween. So, if you fancy doing uh, something different this Halloween or even after the Halloween season, uh, check that out as well because it was a good laugh uh, talking about that, but also going into depth and the serious side. Uh, of that film uh, as far as like you know how well the film's made and stuff like that uh, we didn't invite tom because he thinks this film about babysitting that frustrates me so for that reason <laughs> shut up we're moving I'm on say, moving on this is why we... to do a pod with it we're know. never doing halloween on talk of beans <laughs> just because tom annoys me with and i don't want to spend an hour getting annoyed at him so that's why tom wasn't invited so uh <laughs> with uh with that though that reference the interesting thing is like so in, in that watch along we did, by the way, uh, and if you just want to see the quick clip where we do kind of talk about this, check out the Reb Noise TikTok uh, or um, Reb Noise Instagram. That's R-E-B-N-O-I-S-E. Uh, what happened there? Did you just drink something viable? Was like, Why is there a weird face? Just for the first time in years, had a green starburst. Oh, yeah. oh that's strong, isn't it? Oh, you make my mouth water just thinking about it. Oh. Um, hold on, I need a bit of water now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, check out the Rebellious Noise socials if you want to just see this clip. If you want to see the full thing, check out RN Screen One on YouTube. But um, we were talking about uh, Rob. You were saying that you know you always imagined uh, him kind of like awkwardly having to hide, and I like that they basically yeah. did that on this. Like Ghostface had to, <laughs> had to run <laughs> behind the tree, um, and then yeah, it, I thought it was so uh, well done. But it just made me think. Oh, I wish they parried this parody these kind of genre this part of the genre more you know the 70s and the slash slasher stuff but it's just kind of awkward because they're more parried in an homage so in that you inevitably touch on things from you know your nightmare in elm streets your friday the 13th and your your halloween movies and stuff like that but it's kind of strange it feels like a bit of a miss that they didn't do one directly about that period in horror don't you think i i thought they were going to do when she's in the bath i thought they were going to do a freddy Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they really stay away from that. I guess by yeah. then, you know, we're talking earlier about generationally. Would we, if there was one now, would they reference Scream? I don't know. I mean, Scream, there's new Scream films. But then again, even at that time, there were new Halloween films. Is it because they were looking for a younger audience who had just seen Scream uh, and those kind of films at the time? You know, if we were doing one now, would we really be parodying, uh, yeah, Scream? So maybe that's why. But um, it does feel like a missed thing, whether or not, it could, you know, you think about Hot Shots, for example, you know, that kind of this kind of film was being made, uh, just wasn't around the horror genre. So, um, yeah, maybe that would be something that uh, the Wayne's brothers can jump on because I'd love to see them do more of this stuff uh, again. They, they kind mm. of throw back to that as well. At the, later on in this film, when Ghostface, mm. he calls Cindy. I think he's Cindy. He goes, I'm in the house. Are you scared? Do you know where I am? Mm. And she goes, yeah, you're behind the couch. And his feet are kicking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. yeah. And then he, hide, he tries to hide again. He goes underneath the rug. Yeah. And yeah, then he yeah. goes behind a curtain. 
That's like that's a great scene. It's yeah, just so is, stupid. It's really so well done. Favorite bit is when he gets under the rug and then he comes <laughs> back out and just shakes his head and goes, and then he gets behind the curtain with his hook sticking out. And he's like, yeah. you touched it earlier before, like earlier on, like you know him being like a person and you know laughing and you know we talked about the scene with. Uh, with uh, Shorty and stuff, but also the bit where he's where he runs and falls over earlier on. You know they play into the clumsiness of these characters, and he says something like, "You know, I've got to stop." I can't remember what he says. I've got to stop. Stop, stop drinking. Now. That's it. I'm not drinking. Yeah, uh, and, I thought that was really well done as well. Yeah, when the with the ease with which he falls over just always makes me laugh. But also, <laughs> I mentioned the rum bit earlier. The other the other rum bit is <laughs> she pushes the piano down the stairs. <laughs> And then he runs like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, the, the big gag there is that the granny gets thrown. And I was about to gag, say, yeah, poor granny. Hits the granny again. Um, yeah. Um, what else is there? Yeah, so they, they, they hit on the Matrix a little bit. Um, oh, so the Matrix scene, yes, yeah, so this is coming towards the end, of course. But the Matrix stuff, again, this is very of its time. And uh, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of people trying to parody this sort of thing. I think it was, for the most part, it was very well done until she does the Irish dancing. And then that looks, the CGI in that is awful. Like, yeah, it's so, so use, bad. Use both film people. I didn't get why they had to use CGI. Surely can't just hang her from a wire and do the dance. Why have they done CGI? Maybe it'd be more difficult. I don't know. I mean, the, the problem with it was the lighting was terrible. It was so different to the actual thing. Like, it, yeah. it looks so bad. And again, this is, you know, turn of the century, it's like, Things have changed and progressed, but maybe because just the fact it was a hot, it was a comedy, not an actual but, horror. They didn't have to put crazy budget into it, but but it's strange when some of it is actually really good for its time. Uh, what confuses me is we know this is a parody, like and the way they kind of look at the camera and stuff. I'm kind of almost close to break the fourth wall. Oh yeah, like when it hits her in so, the face. They also did a bit like it's yeah. just us two. No, it's not the script guy and all this. Right. Like, so we've got all that. So then when she jumps and she does the rise. I don't know why they just didn't put her in a harness and just yeah they could have made it yeah they could have made a joke would have been another joke in it yeah that would have been good man Uh, the best joke in that bit of course is when the killer uh, does the bend back lean backwards and then he gets stuck Uh, which I always found funny uh, but the older I get the more I can relate and I find it even funny so I thought that that was so good and the the funny part of it is the fact he gets out of it by just simply falling onto a chair that's already there you know like that's kind of upturned anyway so yeah I thought that was really well done as well Uh, something else I forgot to mention just see from my notes is the the game in the urinal which I find really cool I wish we had those uh, in in toilets for real where he's trying to get a high (laughs) score having a bit of a race and all that I think that'd be amazing something to make Wean a bit more. a bit yeah, more fun. Yeah. If I ever get an establishment, guys, whether it be a bar, or a restaurant, I think I'm going to try and incorporate something like that. So, if rebellious noise becomes a hot property, when yeah. you go into a toilet, expect that. Yeah, if we have a bar or a restaurant or anything like that related to rebellious noise, uh, you can expect to see that in the toilet. Could you? Watch when this comes me? back on me in a few years' time, and someone goes, uh, "You did say, yeah." <laughs> Uh, they yeah. sue you for false advertising. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, we touched on it earlier, but I greatly enjoyed the what's up bit. It's just a, it's a yeah. classic, and especially when they change, they do change Ghostface masks, don't they? With the yeah, that's what I was saying out. earlier. Yeah, they change it to different expressions. Uh, also, speaking of change, they change it to having a bud. Very clever word in there instead. You know, smoking a bud there, uh, and also what's the other one they do? They oh, do the rap. Oh, the rap comes. Yeah, the rap later on is so good. Uh, where he, <laughs> he kills everyone. <laughs> she was like, "That was the illest." <laughs> I mean, I would, um, I would love to hear Tom sing that in the uh, the Ghostface voice. If I, if I could, I'm if I, had down, I, I, I enjoyed when he's on the WhatsApp call where like he's all chilled, and then he's like, "Nothing, just chilling, chilling, <laughs> killing." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think saying that I think the beer brands have got one supposed to look like Miller. I think it says Killer or something like that. Um, so yeah, l- little touches, and even when they're in the cafeteria, when it says uh, same old sh- uh, in, yeah. the, in, in on the menu, you know. So uh, that was really good as well. Uh, and also, 
going back to Scream because it's a big part of it, but the motive, that's a big part of, you know, the reveal of Scream, of course, you know, is, is you know, oh, did such and such have a motive? Uh, oh, a Ray's impression of Matthew, Matthew Lillard uh, when he's oh, just screaming <laughs> and spitting was so funny because that, and I remember when we did the Scream pod, we were like, there's so many interesting things. Like, that was a really interesting reveal. It's it's funny, it's scary because it's kind of realistic and whatever. But the fact that they parodied it, and that's what I think they've done so well here. Like, they've turned a film that is kind of funny anyway. <laughs> and, or not a parody, but an homage. And they've kind of, like, just expanded on it. Rather than it, which, is you know, the problem is it does feel a lot of times like you can get confused between the two. But the positive is that, you know, the way they executed it uh, as a comedy, I think was fantastic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought Rob was going to say something. Yeah, so like Rob. Like, no, I was, I was, I was trying something. seen it in ages, mate. No, no, I was, I was, I, I was trying to do a, um, get a bit more information because there was something I did want to say, but I can't remember what it was. And then I was reading something else. Um, but yeah, carry on. Sorry. Oh, yeah, <laughs> That did, did make me laugh a lot. Um, but before that is maybe my favourite shorty moment of where um, Cindy says she's having a party and she wants to keep it quiet. <laughs> and then shorty just goes, okay, cool. And then before he's even turned away, just goes, hey, there's a party! <laughs> <laughs> Loads of drunk white girls or whatever it is. Like, yeah, oh, man. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then a little after that, you've got uh, the ghost face... Uh, the woman in the car being interviewed, basically that like she's going to be next. And then you've got the oh, kid in the so Yeah. And then so goes, the fact she won't help. People. Yeah. <laughs> the what people, sorry? The, uh, the, the, you know, when you get like angry people on the news being interviewed. Oh, uh, when he's like, oh, I'm just trying to do my job here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that turns into a Blair Witch bit, which is quite good. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is that when she drips from the nose? Yeah, the dripper from the nose. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. That's that's right. And then my final note is just shorty death. I found that funny. <laughs> oh, when he gets shot in the lung. Clever. Clever right in there, man. Yeah. Clever. The thing is, he tries to smoke it again. That's yeah. the bit that gets me. <laughs> uh of course in number two, hopefully we'll get a chance to do a sequel someday because I've had a lot of fun talking about this one. But uh in number two, of course, there is a, a big kind of shorty death weed reference again. So uh yeah, we'll we'll keep that for <laughs> next time. But uh yeah, really enjoyed this man. Like and again, I say it is tough talking about a, a comedy at times, but um yeah, I think it's one of those where it reminds me of being young where you say if you've seen a scary movie and then you'd say to your mate, oh, what about this scene? So like sometimes it does work to about comedies and I think it is it, certain comedies it can work really well with. And I think this is one of them clearly because, yeah, I've had a laugh talking about this. Um, uh, before we get out of here, uh, a few things to mention as well. And in the moment, we're going to rate the film as we always do out of a £10 note, although inflation has gone mad the past few years, guys. I don't know how we're keeping up with this. Oh, yeah, £10.50. Um, yeah. If... Uh, <laughs> If you are uh, interested in kind of helping us out here, Rebellious Noise, uh, of course, Talkabee is part of the Rebellious Noise uh, family. So uh, we've got plenty of YouTube channels you can subscribe to. And we've got the website, rebnoise.com. And when we've got uh, links on there, if you click them, they go to uh, uh, a little uh, store uh, uh, known as Amazon. I don't know if you've heard it. Uh, and if you want to buy something from there and help us out, it will help us out. So whether you're buying some dry shampoo, uh, whether you're buying a costume for Halloween, uh, or whether you're buying some Starburst, as uh, we saw uh, Tom was eating earlier on. I would. Uh, uh, don't stay away from the green ones. Uh, whatever you're doing, it'll be the same price as always. Just kick a few pennies back to us to keep the lights on and keep the mics on. Uh, with that in mind, guys, uh, let's get into rating the film. Of course, as I mentioned, we rate it at a £10 note. We do go 50p's, but we don't go deeper than that. Uh, and it's basically what you would pay for it in the cinema. As I said, inflation is, is changing this uh, kind of rating system, but we ain't changing, guys. Uh, a £10 note, of course, is the best film of all time, I guess, and a zero uh, is, well, I ain't paying for that. It's awful. Um, now, with that in mind, who wants to go first? And you got to rate for what it is. You know, it's like, if you give it a high rating or a low rating, it isn't because it doesn't or does match up to, you know, let's say some of the greatest films that are serious films of all time. You know, we gave, I remember on this pod, we gave Home Alone like a very high rating because for what it's supposed to be a Christmas kind of family comedy it is one of the best of all time. Undeniable for me. So keep that in mind when you're voting for this, guys. Uh, and where are we going? Scary movie. Who wants to go first? I've enjoyed talking about it more. Uh, which backs up my theory of it would have been fun to watch it with people. Yeah. But but 
Still funny bits, but I found it funnier chatting about it than watching it. So I'm down for a solid six. Six quid. Okay, that means it's a good film. But then, yeah. so do you think if you... Okay, watch it, we're not talking about changing the conditions here. Um, but do you think in when you watched uh, it when you were younger, was it funnier to you? I think it was to me, but at the same time, I couldn't believe how many times I laughed out loud in this. And I don't... Even comedies, I don't usually laugh out loud. And there's a... It was... It packed a punch. It was so quick. There were so many lines, like very quickly. And like, I think were clever jokes that I think if they had room to breathe and they were the only one of the few funny lines in the film, we'd be ranting and raving about them so much. I think there's so much clever writing in this film that some of it get, gets lost because it is so fast. But yeah, do you think you would have rated it higher when you were younger? Maybe. And maybe if I'd watched it with you, I could have gone to 650. But I'm I'm happy with a six. Six quid. It's a good six. It's a it's good bad, film. Yeah, six means it's a good film. So that's all right. So so for you, that would mean it's not in the upper echelon of comedies for you. No, no. Okay, okay. Rob, do you want to go next? Um, I mean, as we said, I didn't watch it, but to, <laughs> but to be able so, you, so you're going to the opposites of this. What we're saying, like so, if you haven't seen it, you go, oh, that's how I remember it as a kid or whatever. I was about to say, so having them memories and just while you were talking, going back and just watching like that, even the, just the toilet scene where Ray dies. Um, it's just, it's great. It's, it makes it's you want to watch a, it again, I'm guessing. Yeah, I do want to watch it. I mean, we've done it on our, on my podcast about three years ago. Plug, by the way, uh, as, as you're untitled, check it out. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what I rated it then. I'm not going to go back and have a look, but just from us talking about it and thinking, she's pretty good. Six pound fifty. That's quite reasonable. I think that's yeah, that's it's reasonable. Good. I think that's good. Look, I, guys, I'm going to top you both. I'm going seven quid. I, I do think it's one of my Ooh. favorite comedies of its kind. You know, like we talk about. I mentioned earlier on upper echelon of, of comedy. I wouldn't put it in the eight or nine quids. I think I probably would have when I was younger. Um, you know, mm. I, and, and I don't want to like, for example, we've never done super bad, but I think super bad is. Maybe I'll feel different when we if we do it on a pod and watch it again. But I think that is very high up for me as as like for what it is the style of comedy. We're talking, you know, even comedy you can break it down to, to different ways. For parody films, Scary Movie One and Two are probably the best. You know, Hot Shots is up, is up there as well. But I think yeah, it is in its own genre. But if we're talking about like film in general, um, if I'm doing say my top 100 films and then I start getting into, and then I refine it into just comedies, this would be kind of like mid-level break into the higher, somewhat near the higher tier for me in, in comedy. So yeah, I think seven quid for me uh, is a fair rating. See, I think yeah, if things have just changed really, because you mm. mentioned Hot Shots a couple of times and I've rewatched both of them in the past month and I loved number two. Mm. Like, I've seen that like 10 times when I was a kid. I just, watched it over and over and that i just weren't as great but it's uh, tough because uh, the jokes and... wear off as well like you know the more you've seen them so it's yeah. a certain type of comedy it's hard to relive but yeah yeah all right there we go yeah but still really enjoyed it any final notes before you uh get leave us here rob oh man just uh i'd love to hear tom do an impression of shorty when he goes run bitch run <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. Oh, well, I think you've done it there, isn't it? <laughs> I think we've just got to leave it with that. Where's that? Oh, Where's yeah. Where's that? <laughs> All right, cheers, guys. <laughs>